0: Welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about some of their favorite movies. Um, And today we have a very special guest and we're talking about a very funny movie that I'm excited to get into and I will let Eleanor introduce both.
1: All right. So our guest today is Casey Carney, who was at Notre Dame with me, class of 2010. Is now a doctor. She's done. She's one of those people who's done so many things in their twenties that, have. like, sometimes it's exhausting to contemplate. Um, so, Casey, like, it would be so fun to hear about you and like what you're currently doing and all the places you've like lived and existed in that time frame.
2: You're making me sound like more of a big deal than I actually am. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Casey. I grew up in Arizona. And then I met Eleanor and Annie at Notre Ooh, Dame with Kavanaugh. <laughs> um, so while I was at Notre Dame, first place that I ventured off to was Ireland to study abroad, junior year. And then I graduated when I came back. and Then I joined the Peace Corps and I moved to Paraguay. Stayed there for two years, came back, went to med school, and now I'm in residency. So I'm technically a doctor, but I still don't know what I'm doing yet. Wait, my where are you in residency? Doctor. Oh, yeah, I'm in Philly. I work at Einstein Medical Center. And I am an OBGYN resident.
0: Oh, my gosh. My, like, best friend from college just told me yesterday that he's going OB, and I am stoked. I am so excited. Very good. Yes. Cool. I want him to deliver my babies, which I've told him since college. I'm like, you just need to do this for me. I
2: don't really care what you want. I need you. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Is he starting residency next year or does he still have school left?
0: He has one more year of med school and then he's going to do residency. That's how that works. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So see, I know very little. He like tells me things. I'm like, cool. Um, anyway okay so you have done so much
2: yes
1: she's done a lot of like pretty badass things
0: you are (laughs) ba um anyway let's chat about our favorite pop culture thing of the week and i usually start because i have a hard time keeping my pop culture thing of the week inside so I have two. The first one I'm going to keep short because it's obviously very exciting and I don't need to um, explain. And then my second one, yeah, it's just awesome. So the first one is obviously the royal baby was born today and that is very exciting and I'm very happy. And it's also um, record-breaking in terms of like, it's it's very historical because of this like new secession law Charlotte is ahead of this new baby as yet unnamed so for the first time in history uh, a woman is in front of a man in terms of like line of succession so that's pretty awesome BA Charlotte also she was so cute with her little waves but she was like
1: so into it she wants all of the attention
0: yeah which I'm into she's like a regular three-year-old little girl who's like yeah Look at me. I'm cute. I'm totally into her. I like her a lot. Um, But my second thing is, so I didn't think I liked Cardi B, which is like, I don't know. I'm not like super into rap music. um, And I don't even know what Bodak Yellow sounds like. Like, I'm sure I've heard it, but I couldn't like sing it back to you. But, um, on my, like, new music Friday that, like, Spotify puts together, they put a new song, a song from her new album out, and it's called I Like It. Oh my gosh, I've lost my mind. It is so good. And it's, like... Hey, baby, I like it like that, but, like, remixed. And it is so good, and she is so sassy. And I love songs that have, like, mixed English-Spanish language. Um, And she has some, like, Spanish rappers in there, too. So it's just awesome. It's so good.
1: So many thoughts. Okay, Casey, what's your pop culture of the week?
2: Um so i didn't even know who cardi b was until this weekend (laughs) yay (laughs) i don't even i don't know i can't even tell you what my pop culture thing of the week is i live at the hospital and i have no idea what is going on outside the walls of the hospital
1: (laughs) so what's the best gossip that you can tell us from the hospital from the hospital i don't
2: know I'm not at liberty to
1: say. Is it okay? How <laughs> much is? It, do you find your life to be more like Grey's Anatomy or Scrubs? Scrubs. Okay. That oh, was but a good. Still,
0: people are sleeping with each other, so there has to be gossip.
2: Um, like people aren't really sleeping with each other, though. Really? Yeah, most people are married. Most of the residents are married there's like me and one other one of my seniors who are not married so we hang out a lot because we're the only ones that like don't have anybody to go home to <laughs> here's to singlehood but so we are not sleeping with each other
1: <laughs> oh my goodness Uh okay well there you go um uh, well you try yeah it works out it works out <sighs> okay okay for me, I've been listening to an audiobook called Scrappy Little Nobody. It's Anna Kendrick's memoir because it came recommended to me like 3 times in the past 6 months. Because uh-huh. I've never I'm not I was not really that interested in learning more about Anna Kendrick, but she's it's cool. She really I'm inter- it's interesting. It's the best thing that I've it's the most interesting audiobook I've listened to in a while. She's a very good Um, telling her own story and her own voice. I've really heard that I need to listen to Tiffany Haddish's book with her saying it. Because they're like, reading it is irrelevant. Also, celebrity memoirs are kind of irrelevant, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Right. I mean, I feel like she's pretty good comedic timing. Like, she would be interesting She she does. She does. Yeah. Okay. Well, that brings us right into this movie. Um that we're talking about. So Casey, can you give us a brief synopsis of a night at the Roxbury? All
2: right. So a night at the Roxbury is about these two brothers who I don't even know how to describe them. They're like 20 year in their twenties or thirties. They live at home with their mom and dad. Their dad's this like super intense man that owns a plant shop and their mom is—I don't want to like make any stereotypes here—but their mom is like one of those, like really, tro- she's a trophy wife. There you go. And she like gets a new plastic surgery every year. Anyway, so they live at home with their parents, and they go out to different clubs every night. And they just are like not very successful with getting into clubs or with the ladies. <laughs> 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 and then. There's this one club, a famous club that it's hard for them to get into called the Roxbury. One night, they finally get in because they get into a car accident with this famous guy. And they're like, get us into the Roxbury. Is like the only thing they want from him. So then they get in and they meet the owner of the nightclub. And they kind of pitch their idea for a nightclub, which is that on the outside, it looks like a nightclub like when you're waiting in line. And then when you get to the inside, it looks like you're out on the street. (laughs) So so they hang out with, um, the owner of the club all night. And then of course they have these like two hot girls that are hitting on them all night because they think they're successful. So they both get laid for the first time in their lives that night. (laughs) And then the rest of the movie kind of goes through, they have some turmoil between them. The girls find out that they're not actually successful, so they get dumped. And then the one brother who's played by, um, what's his
1: name? Uh, well, there's there's uh, obviously uh, Will Ferrell. Well, and then there we go, Will Ferrell. Chris
2: Katana. I'm like, I'm like yes. Will Smith. I'm like, it's not Will Smith. It's Will. <laughs> this, Will Ferrell.
1: This is how we know you've been spending a lot of time out of it.
2: so Will Ferrell ends up getting hooked up with like this neighbor girl Emily her name is and so they kind of start having their relationship and then Doug the other brother or the two brothers kind of like get in a fight because Doug doesn't want him to be with Emily whatever um Doug keeps partying Emily and Will are getting married and then Doug comes out and like typical 90s fashion like boom box above his head and like breaks up the wedding <laughs> um and then Emily goes and marries one of their other friends and then the two brothers are like reunited all as well and they go out like go to a nightclub and they see a new nightclub in town and it has what looks like a nightclub on the outside while everybody's waiting in line and they go and try to get in and lo and behold their names are on the VIP list And they get inside and find the owner. And it's the same owner as the other club. And it's like, I've been looking for you. Like, this is an awesome idea for a nightclub. I made it. You guys are part owners. And they both find girls of their dreams and live happily ever after.
0: What a story.
2: That was a really Mm -hmm. long synopsis. Sorry.
1: (laughs) No, you're good. So one of the nice things about this movie is... You can do a long synopsis for it because it's so convoluted and, like, rather complex, but really the movie's about nothing important, so it doesn't really matter. Like, similar to, like, how Keanu, the Key and Peele movie was, like, it only... This is... I mean, this is very clearly a sketch, a recurring sketch, that they were like, you know what we can do? We can make money off of this by just expanding this into a
2: movie.
0: Right. But, okay, so I think that that we can't talk about this movie without giving some time to the enduring legacy of baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more and the head bob like I can't even do the head bob and I consider myself a pretty good dancer but like it's tough I don't know how they did it they like take their neck off (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I wish that we could show video of us doing this all of us being like Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Like, it's kind of tough. Kinda gives you whiplash. So It makes
2: me a little dizzy when I just
1: tried it. Yeah, like I have a headache right now. And just to think <laughs> about the number of takes they must have done is incredible. Incredible. But so
0: what I find so interesting about that part of this movie in general is I played that song in my classroom with 10 year olds today and they started doing that dance move they have never seen the movie
2: nor will they I don't think like that's kind of just what like that's kind of just what your body wants to do when the song comes on (laughs) (laughs) right
0: (laughs) right no I agree with that but now here's the real question ladies would you start talking to a man who walks up to you and then
2: just goes like this with another dude? If they were as awkward as those two brothers, I mean, I would talk to them, but I wouldn't date them.
1: (laughs) Alternatively, alternatively, I feel like I make bad choices and like, that would be the type (laughs) of person I'd end up with.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing, like as much as I like Casey, I'm like you, I'm like, Oh, like I'd be kind to them. But like, it would end after that. I, I kind of find people like that fascinating and amazing and amusing. So, like, who knows? I'd probably end up married to them in their backyard. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, by I
2: artificial. Cool. It would be a
1: really fun wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a fun wedding. I get. We have that. Okay. Also, so I was, like, on the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, and it makes a big deal out of the fact that they're, uh, like, Yemeni-American, Yemeni and I was like, why do you think them being from Yemen was so important?
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't Sorry. know about that either. I looked at the Wikipedia page real quick today, too, and they did kind of make a big deal about it. So I don't know. I don't feel like it came up that much in the movie. Maybe it did, and I just don't remember. But so I I don't know if that was just like in an era where like it was starting to be like they're starting to incorporate other cultures into movies or if there is something else going on there.
0: Is there a big Yemeni population in L.A.?
1: That's the thing is, I'm now going to look, but it almost to me seems like they might as well have just done... um, armenian americans and that would have made sense for los angeles
0: well because we can assume that this is la right
1: well yeah and yes well okay so again going off of wikipedia like yemeni americans and like where they are it says that they're primarily located in brooklyn buffalo lackawanna new york dearborn michigan Hamtramck, michigan falls church virginia, virginia chicago bakersfield oakland and. Fresno, so to me it doesn't make sense. Like it's one of the, yeah okay anyway okay
0: cool. But but thinking about that, maybe they were trying to go for the Armenian community, but like for some reason, are the Armenians like off the table? You know, like in terms of cultural appropriation in Hollywood? No,
2: I don't. Yeah. What, is it just me? Like I don't feel like they really like incorporated that that much into the movie
1: that's why like in part of my mind right now is like oh did wikipedia just claim this like i don't remember it being mentioned in the movie
2: i th- i remember there when like emily and um will were getting married sorry i forget his real name and i forget his name in the i forgot his name in real life and i'm forgetting his name in the show too i'm the worst but anyways <laughs> the one that will ferrell plays I remember when they were getting married and they had the grandparents come to town that they mentioned that the grand, like that's where the grandparents were from. But other than that, it wasn't, they didn't really make a big deal about it. Okay.
1: Right. I mean, there's really no reason for me to have been as invested in this as I was thinking, but alas. Alas.
0: Okay, so question for you guys, because I don't think I know as much about this as other people do. Because, like, Eleanor and I kind of grew up on SNL, but, like, not really, because our parents didn't let us watch it until we were older. Was this a sketch on
1: SNL yeah. before? It was a really consistent sketch, and it, like, also included Jim Carrey at one point.
2: Jim Carrey. they do mention Jim Carrey in the movie at one point, too. The... That- owner of the bar is like, oh, like let me go say hi to Jim Carrey over here. But then they never actually showed
1: him. Okay. I found the one with Jim Carrey. I'm going to send it to you.
0: Okay. So, but question for you guys. And I mean, I kind of watch SNL now. I would say I watch clips more than like full episodes because I find the full episodes kind of boring. Um, and maybe that's just the cast. but. Was this something that was of the moment? Like, in the 90s, I feel like there were several, like, very popular SNL sketches that then they turned into movies. But, like, nowadays, that's just not a thing. Or are they making um the one with Tom Hanks one?
1: <gasps> David S. Pumpkins? Is
0: that going to yeah. be
2: one? Um,
1: I don't
0: know. But I haven't heard of any.
2: Okay. But, so,
1: I took us off on tangents, and for that I apologize. But, Casey, real question. What was it about this movie that really appealed to you in your youth? And, like, why out of so many movies was this the one that you were like, I want to talk about?
2: Um, Honestly, I don't know. I just remember I I used to love this movie when I was little, and I don't really know why like when you asked me about movies that I liked when I was little, the ones that came to mind were like the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap and you guys were like, We so already talked about that. <laughs> like, I that was like, what else did I used to watch? And I used to watch this movie all the freaking time and I don't know why because I like tried to watch it recently and I'm, it's one of those that it's entertaining still, but it's like so goofy and like almost hard to actually watch the whole thing in its entirety. Now that I'm an adult, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I think I don't know. I tend to like just like mindless things that you can watch. I like the soundtrack a lot. Um, like very catchy songs. So
1: yeah, I don't know. Well, I I feel that way. Like the Chris Catan movie that does it for me is Corky uh, Romano. Corky Romano. I love how Annie can answer in a heartbeat, and it's well, it was
0: like our family's movie.
1: Like and Casey, but. I think the point you brought up is so well taken. The idea that, like, watching it all the time and thinking it's so funny and then trying to rewatch now, I, I don't want to watch Quirky Romano because I feel like the magic will be gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just my, I like... 13 year old self that and I can't even remember like I don't know did I think that they were cool like I feel like I might have thought they were cool even though watching it now they're clearly not cool (laughs) that's amazing did you I also was not cool when I was little I mean I'm still not cool if you argue about it but
1: (laughs) debatable also none of us were very cool but we've accomplished many things so there you go like (laughs) you we pick our battles um okay oh my goodness who is your favorite character in this movie
2: i kind of like the owner of the club He doesn't pay like, a huge part, but I love how he's just, like, he'll be standing by himself, and then all of a sudden, no, of course I didn't, just grab your ass. (laughs) But he's just so so random that he cracks me up.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: This movie is really funny. And I think, though, it is one of those, I mean, his comedy changed so much now that this, like, these kinds of movies and this kind of, like, sketch comedy
2: does it seem, I don't know, un... I don't know. I mean, I think today, like,
0: we're so used to... I've been, like, killing the Parks and Rec whole collection recently, right? So I think we're, like, used to Parks and Rec. We're used to, like, The Office, like, kind of these, like, sitcom funny, single, camera, whatever. I don't know these terms. I'm just throwing them out there. But like, this is very different, right? It's like goofball, spastic, like two weird guys being two weird guys. We don't really see that nowadays, do we? And I think that we used to see that in the 90s. Like, even if we think of like, um, I what was that show we used to watch with, oh gosh, the guy who played Major Pain.
1: My wife and kids.
0: My wife and kids. My wife and kids. That dad is like extremely goofy and weird and like does strange things, but it was so funny and it was very popular. So I'm just wondering if that kind of like comedy is out now.
2: Like like the other movie that comes to mind that kind of reminds me of like the goofy guys, which is still in the past, but it is more recent than a Night at the Roxbury. Is super bad.
1: Oh, super bad. Does but okay, super is definitely more mature. Like Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. Like okay, I also am not a super bad fan.
2: I love super bad. But, but think- I'm such a perv, so that's why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now, but now you're a doctor, so the nice thing is, is that you can justify all of your obsessions and be like oh i really just like the human body and that was why i went into all of this
0: yeah i'm with eleanor on this milk that for all it's worth
1: yeah like i can't there's a lot of stuff i can't get away with because i work in education and like i spend a lot of time working with children so if i like weird things then it comes across poorly you're you're golden run with it yeah Okay, so this is a very SNL-centric film. Do you find yourself still enjoying SNL? Or do you remember liking SNL um, simultaneously to enjoying movies like this? Or or how does that play in? for you? Um, I,
2: I never really watched SNL, and I still don't. Um, the only skits that i ever watched from snl and i don't even really know how i saw them was the stewart skits yeah i'm trying to even
1: know what that one is
2: it's like like large man that dresses like a baby and is always like look what i can do and like does like weird jumps and then he has his mom
0: yeah well so like the only ones that i really remember I don't even know if this is the 90s. It might be the 2000s. It was like the Debbie Downer character. Oh, played yeah. by Rachel Dratch.
1: Yes. She weirdly... Okay, again, back to the celebrity memoirs. I guess I've read more of them than I should cop to. Hers was really good. And I forget why I read it. I think someone gave me the book. Hers was fascinating. But, like, it's, there's the one with the cheerleaders, but I don't even really know that one.
2: Oh, yeah, but, I don't know. I don't ever watch it, so I don't know. I don't know. Any
1: okay, of- but that's what's interesting is that, like, the fact that it was, that you enjoying Night at the Roxbury as much as you do was, like, outside of any knowledge from SNL. Because I think they made this movie with the intention uh, that this would feed off of SNL audiences. And we think about this now, and it's so easy for us. Like, I never sit down and watch a sh- SNL, but like if there is a good monologue or if there is a good sketch, 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 ugh, uh, sketch, someone will send it to me. So even though I don't watch SNL, I can be aware of it. So, um, but back in the day, like that wasn't the case. And the fact that this became as big a cultural phenomenon, that you were obsessed with it as a 13 year old, and any students who have never seen it know automatically <laughs> how to do the dance is incredible.
0: It is that it does have this kind of like lasting phenomena.
2: It's very strange. It doesn't really seem like that popular of a movie to me. Maybe it was more popular than I thought it was, but I don't
0: know. I don't even think so. I think people just, like, remember that scene, you know? It's like, oh, that was so funny. Like, we're all going to do it.
2: Because he, like, breaks the car glass when he's doing it. Yes. The window. I forgot
0: that. What idiots. (laughs) I mean, that's what, like... This movie and Corky Romano like consistently like it's just dumb humor. It's just idiots being idiots.
2: (laughs) Boys being boys. Sorry.
0: (laughs) But I think particularly Chris Kattan like has he been in anything recently? Was he able to like mature out of that idiotic comedy to anything? Because I like haven't seen him I feel like in years.
1: I think he was one of those people that might have been on like a television show that hasn't done particularly well okay apparently he was a voice in hotel transylvania 2 which i guess is important um he was in
0: transylvania is actually really cute he wait
1: he was a contestant on dancing with the stars how did i miss that okay anyway he was a voice on he got
2: disqualified early excuse me
1: but yeah, which would be outstanding. Now I kind of want. Here's the thing: is like I didn't care about any of this, and I'm like, when was he? He was eliminated first. Oh, so he didn't even like last long. That's
2: too bad.
0: Yeah. So, so I, it things. feels like he wasn't able to to mature out of these kind of screwball comedies. Can I call this a screwball comedy? I would oh, say there more. I
1: Physical or slapstick rather than screwball. Screwball often has to deal with like romance and like upper class people. Oh. hmm
0: This is why we need you, Eleanor. Our resident film.
1: <laughs> this is why they pay me the big bucks.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bring in all the knowledge that a fifth grade teacher can bring. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thanks for affirming me. <laughs>
1: You're doing great. Yay.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the enduring legacy of this movie. Thinking about my students who are right now obsessed with this game called Fortnite and it just needs to end. I hate it so much. I don't know what it is and I hate it and I hate it so much. I cannot tell you how much I hate it. My least favorite pop culture thing of the week, Fortnite.
1: Um, I really want to look at what Fortnite is. You're not doing a good job of oh, like saving a f- me.
0: It's a fascinating concept for a game, but they waste all their time playing it. Um, I think you need to have Xbox Live to play it, Eleanor, so...
1: So I can't join it. That's no all that I hear.
0: Yeah. Um, but, okay, let's talk about the legacy of this movie. Should people um, watch this movie? Should kids watch this movie? Is it something that
2: endures? Um, I think, I don't know. It depends on what you like and what, like, what you think is funny and stuff. I think it's still, like I was saying, it's a little bit harder to sit through it now as an adult, but it's also just harder for me to, like, sit still. <laughs> <as an adult. laughs> That's real. Um, I still find it funny and enjoyable, and, like, I understand. Like, I understand more of it now that I'm an adult than I did as, like, my little, cute, innocent 13-year-old self. Um, I I haven't watched the whole thing recently, but the parts that I have seen, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for young children. But I think, like, teenagers, like, 12, 13-year-olds, like, like there's kind of some references to some things that are maybe a little scandalous, but it's not. I think it's appropriate. And my skinless, I mean there's like references to sex and stuff, but you don't see them really like actively going at it or you like see the two brothers in their boxers. I think it's like pretty I think I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty tame. tame. Yeah.
1: It's like compared to now, like it's so tame.
2: Yeah, especially compared to what what's on HBO and stuff now. Basically you can watch soft porn on HBO. That's
1: true. Oh, for
2: sure. like that. Yeah. Oh my-
0: yeah. I feel like I would suggest this movie not for 10-year-olds per se, but, like, kind of as you were saying, I think it would be a really great, like, 8th grade, 7th or 8th grade um sleepover for either boys or girls like I feel like a bunch of kids like hopped up on sugar watching this movie would enjoy themselves and like quote it for a full week or two to the you know know, like I feel like that's its place now and that's a beautiful place to be like some of my favorite like I remember a, a particular sleepover with my friends when we were eighth graders where we Rewatched one scene of dirty dancing havana nights like 800 times because we were obsessed with diego luna you know so like it's a good place to be
1: but okay so alternatively this is where i'm going to push back because i think when we talk about legacy we also have to understand uh contemporary viewing situations and even in the course of now we will not watch movies and we won't watch anything that doesn't that we haven't been told that we have to watch for artistic or cultural value unless it has like near constant visual stimulation and with a movie like this there are the main takeaways are the sight gags and the sight gags can easily be broken up and segmented into clips and those clips are available on YouTube. So I think, like, the dance and the song will stay. And that clearly has legacy. I don't think the film does. In the same way that, like, if I really wanted to enjoy the best of Corky Romano, what I would do is would find on YouTube the clip of him, like, where he accidentally snorts all the cocaine and tries to take questions. <laughs> but, and think about, like, as he, at a sleepover, like, to your point, you would just replay that clip again and again and again. And that's what they do.
0: I guess I'm just like out of touch with the youths of today. Mm -hmm. Says the fifth grade teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I try to ignore most of what they say. Just
1: kidding. What a good teacher. Um, We're so happy that you're teaching the youths.
0: The youths. Yeah. Okay. So wrapping up. Okay, so where in the world would you want to be right now
2: and why? Um I'll answer that first. <laughs> Please. I really want to go to Tulum, Mexico. I've been I follow this Instagram page of this resort that they have that looks absolutely amazing. There's like hammocks everywhere and spas and like it's actually a romantic getaway for couples but i kind of just want to go by myself <laughs> <laughs> it looks freaking amazing and peaceful and beautiful and i wish i was
1: there no that makes uh, that makes perfect sense and uh romantic getaways for the self are very important and that's a real thing yeah for sure for sure Okay, um, I know for me right now, similar to the talk earlier about the royal baby, like I just think it'd be super fun to be in London for like the next few weeks between like the new royal baby, the Queen turned ninety-two, um, the royal wedding is coming up. Like I just think it would be fun. I do want it to be warm though, and I don't <laughs> know if that would. I'm just like so weak, so weak.
0: It actually was pretty, um, warm in London this weekend, is what they were saying. Uh, what was I gonna say, though? Strangely enough, Eleanor, or maybe not, because we are sisters, um, I too would like to be in London right now. I think that, like, with the royal baby and the royal wedding that's kind of, like, gearing up, I just want to be there. I want to be around the action and, and all the love, and I was, like, talking about it with my coworkers today, and, like, our, our coworker Bill was just kind of like looking around the table at the lunchroom, being like, Why do you guys care about all these inbreds? And I was like, Because they're great. Don't you dare talk about the royal family that way. Um, and I didn't realize I was that loyal to them until they were attacked.
1: There you go. Colonialism is alive and well. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, perfect. Okay. Well, Casey, thank you so, so much. It's been delightful.
1: Yeah, no, it's been great to hear about. And I know multiple times you've said, like, all I do is work. And we're glad to force you to do something that's not working. And that's talking to us on the phone.
0: Okay, so also, Casey doesn't only work. And I know this because I follow her on Instagram, where she lives a great life. But like, also, she is like a BA at the gym. And I want to be as strong as you are.
1: Thanks. That's Come a real on. thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> it's really cool.
2: It is. I want. It be keeps to me sane. I'm Jim. I'm in a monogamous relationship with Jim right now. <laughs> <Going> pretty well.
0: <laughs> That's you beautiful. should make a me- me- meme. Mim. How do we say that word? Meme. meme out of that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I or I'll stitch it on a
1: pillow. Oh. oh. Awesome. Okay, well, Casey, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our producer, Haley Beaupre.
2: Yay! Um,
1: And you can find us on the interwebs um, on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. And Annie has been doing a very proactive job of the Instagram, so that's cool she was very excited about that and i guess like follow casey on instagram so you can get all jealous about her life as well
2: (laughs) yes i am